Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 274 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a software developer, a Python coach, and a co-founder of PyBytes, a platform that he and friend Bob Belderboss created to help others to learn Python. He currently works for Amazon Web Services, where his responsibilities include running the AWS Data Center Operations Trainee Program, although he can usually be found in the depths of a data center, learning and sharing everything he knows about enterprise hardware. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Julian Sakira. G'day, Phil. Nice to be here. Uh, Julian, it's great to have you on the the podcast. Um, Could you perhaps give us a bit of an insight into your current role and other things you might be doing at the same time? Yeah, sure, of course. So I'm currently working at... AWS, Amazon Web Services, as a program manager. And at the same time as that, I run a Python business, a coaching business, teaching business, blog business, whatever you want to call it, uh, with one of my best mates who's also been on this podcast. That's Bob Belderbos. And uh, that is one of the most amazing things that I've done with my life. And um, we actually love teaching people Python. We love coaching our clients. We love all sorts of stuff to do with programming, uh, mindset, self-development, careers. This is just our cup of tea. So those are the two main things I'm doing professionally at the moment. Okay. I'd, I'd like to ask you a little bit about your your uh, role at AWS as well. So how long have you been with, with AWS? So I've worked there for about four and a half years now. Okay, and in terms of how that came about, was that, was that something you deliberately went? You know, I, I fancy working for for Amazon, um, and I wanted to take a particular role, or was it something that just came about um, in a, in another way? Yeah, it's it's a pretty good story, actually. We well, back in the day, I worked with Bob, my now business partner. We both worked for Oracle, and that's where we met at Sun Microsystems and Oracle. And um, I was in a role where. I was a field engineer, at, this was at Oracle, and I was re- responsible for going out to customer sites to repair the, the hardware, the Sun hardware, and it was a wonderful job. Spent all my days on the road, in the car, uh, meeting up with my teammates and fixing machines. It was really, really, it was the life. It was fantastic. Uh, the catch was the career development for me personally was sort of limiting, and it it just felt... I was hitting this wall and it just wasn't a pleasant experience for me at all. So out of the blue, and it was pretty um, serendipitous that it happened this way. I just happened to have lunch with someone who worked at AWS, a mate of mine, and out of the blue, he just said, well, you know, if you're unhappy, there's a little place called AWS you can work out. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he showed me the job description and it had to do with hardware. So it, obviously at the time I was in hardware and, uh, the role was fantastic. It's working. It was working in one of the AWS data centers, and I did that, and it was amazing. I applied for it. I went through the interview process, landed the role, and there's the next three and a half years or three years of my life gone <laughs> working in that role. Right. Okay. A lot of people, obviously, listening to the podcast will, will recognize your accent. Um, so, could you maybe tell us a little bit about where you're based? 
Yeah, I'm in Australia, Sydney, Australia. So uh, first working in Oracle Australia, then now the AWS Australia branch. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. I think that gives us good good insight into into what you're doing and your recent background anyway. Um, so Julian, can you perhaps tell us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So this is one of those things that doesn't always go hand in hand with IT. You know, there's the there's the stereotype that in IT you tend to just be, you know, introverted or all you care about is being in the hardware or the code or whatever it is. So in this instance, my my tip for everyone is involve yourself in as many things as you can without overloading yourself. That's the key. Because the second you start overloading yourself, you're not providing value. <laughs> you can't do anything well. Uh, so yes. the reason I say this is it pushes you out of your comfort zone. It helps build your communication skills and it builds incredible amounts of opportunity. And that's the key. Those three things are really key to your success. And so that one there, just getting involved with heaps of things, really, really sets you up for success. It does. Obviously, as you say, there's a danger of overload um, or overwhelm. Um, how do you manage that yourself? Do you sort of, um, or, or, or presumably there are signals that you can identify that say maybe you're doing too much? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, Sometimes it's actually quite hard to catch. Um, for anyone who's read the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, they talk about the four quadrants. And the worst quadrant to be in is I think it's the first quadrant, which is all about putting out fires. You're working on only the uh, the stuff that's super important, and it's there's a really short timeline on that time window. It's due now. It's super important. You're stressed out. You're freaking out. When you get to that point, you're overloaded because you should be able to plan your workout in advance, meet your commitments without being stressed about it. So for me, noticing those times when I'm really stressed and I'm not putting out quality content, I'm not putting out quality work, that's when I start to scale it back and think, well, why is that? Why am I running out of time? Why am I not putting out stuff that I'm happy with? Even if other people are happy with it, I may not be happy with it because I might have rushed it. So when I notice those sorts of flags popping up here and there, then I start to write down what it is I'm doing every day. Bob and I love to do this, say, time audit, and that's what gets us uh, back on track, figuring out what we've done. Okay. Yeah, that sounds very effective. So you're, is this something you go back and look at on a regular basis? Yeah, I. well, it depends on when. So I haven't done one in about two weeks because I feel like I'm under control at the moment. But it's uh, something I'd probably do about once a month. And I just write it down in a spreadsheet, just the hours of the day, and just fill in what I did for those hours. And that's it. I go back yep. and check it after two days of doing it and find where the gaps are, room for improvement. Yeah. Do you ever find there are any surprises in there? You spent more time on things that you didn't realize? Oh, always, always. There's always something that cre creeps up and you realize, oh man, I spent an hour on email today. How? I don't even remember doing it. <laughs> it's very easy yes. to fall into that trap. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. Email is probably one of the biggest interrupters um, of people's time. Oh yeah. And Slack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, so, Gillian, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this one is probably the the biggest horror story for anyone who works in hardware. And uh, so, you know, I don't work in hardware anymore, but, <laughs> but it's still the worst moment I've had. So I was, um, to cut it 
pretty quick. I was in a data center for one of our biggest telcos. This was back when I was at Oracle. And um, working on a machine, I was relying on a third-party vendor to tell me it was safe to work on that machine or that component in that machine. So if you've ever seen blade-type machines where there's lots of different servers mounted vertically in like blade fashion, um, I was working on the controller for that. So the controller that controls all of the blades. And I was told it was okay to remove the controller and I removed it. And then everything started to go quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Why is the room suddenly quieter? And I had a look and sure enough, all the blades were going yellow and uh, the Uh amber LEDs for fault. And I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, what just happened? So yeah, long story short, pulling that controller out, it was not ready to be pulled out, even though I was told yep. told it was. And it took down all the infrastructure that was relying on that machine. <laughs> so <laughs> the lesson I learned there was always double and maybe even triple check when you're working on equipment that, and you don't know the other person. I think that was the key for me. I didn't know this person that was telling me it was safe. If it was one of my teammates yep. that I knew their quality of work, I'd be you know, that's fair enough. But this was someone, a remote operator overseas. I just took their word as, um, as gospel and I paid for it. So if you're working with contractors or vendors that are not people, you know, and you don't know their quality, then make sure you triple check everything. Exactly. Yeah. That's very good advice. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And maybe something less, less worrying. Can you tell us about your IT career highlight to date? (laughs) Yeah. I Okay. So right now it is actually something more recent and uh, it is the highlight of my career to date. Uh, we kicked off a coaching program for Python developers earlier this year. And uh, it's just been the greatest thing I think I've ever done. It's pushed me so far beyond my, out of my comfort zone. It's not funny. Uh, it doesn't matter how experienced you feel you are. There's always going to be that imposter syndrome when you do anything, especially if you deal with other people and help influence other people and coach them. So this was a great achievement for me because uh, it showed me that I'm capable of doing this. So when we started, obviously there was imposter syndrome. Am I doing the right thing? Am I sure people are going to get value out of this? And then after hearing the feedback from people, it just blew my mind that, you know, I was actually able to help people. So uh, it's just blown me away. It has taken me to new heights of um, confidence in my IT career that the tech skills, the career skills that I've built, the soft skills, if you want to call them that, uh, are just valuable to people and are not things that everyone just knows off the top of their head. So it's been really, really amazing, amazing experience. Yeah, so obviously it's taken you sort of into directions that you probably wouldn't have anticipated. But do you have any, any, obviously we're going to cover this in a little bit anyway, but in terms of this particular area, is there anything you you can see or or you feel that you're going to be doing next? Mm, yeah, that, yeah, actually on that one, I think it's it actually, yeah, you're right, we will cover this in a bit, but it is something that demands the time like it demands my time and so at this point as we get bigger and bigger the time demand goes it gets bigger and bigger and so I'm actually finding it difficult sometimes to balance the 
time, commitment, uh, the other sides of the business, you know, the family time, all of that uh, when it comes to this coaching. And that's just, a, a, to me, that is a nice sign of growth. And so, yeah, so it, the, the really good thing about this is that uh, I guess the next step is to grow it to the point where myself and Bob aren't the only ones doing the coaching. Yes, indeed. Good. Okay. Um, and Julian, can you tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? Uh, honestly, it's just uh, Alexa devices and Google devices taking over the world. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> no, for me, it's just that, especially now, the world relies so much on technology. Like if you're in IT, you may as well be a superstar, you know, quarterback football player in the US or something. Um, it's just such a wonderful industry to be in right now when it comes to being able to grow and build your your wildest dreams. Like it, it's insane that knowing how all of the pieces in IT, so I'm just going to generalize here, but you're talking about infrastructure, coding, you know, you talk about all of these types of pieces that put together applications, they put together the IT world that we live in, allow all of these services to run. When you understand that, it gives you an immense amount of power to just build whatever you want. And that is so exciting. Um, and the fact that you don't need a degree to understand that and to do that is to me one of the most important shifts in the way that the world sees IT and the professional roles that IT has. So Anyone can learn IT, which is super exciting, and therefore anyone can build world-changing things. You're literally limited by your imagination. It's That's what blows me away. It, yes, very much so. It, it is the opportunity, isn't it? it? It's there for everybody, really. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, you could walk down the street, have an idea while you're in the shower. It doesn't matter. And you could, if you know how to code, if you know how the pieces behind it fit together, you can build it and change the world. Exactly. Good. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Video games. Next. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, so video games attracted me because as a kid, as a teenager, I just loved to play them and I was dying to play them. But one of the first games I installed, uh, this, when I loaded the game, I was super excited and the screen just went blue. And I thought, what's happening? Why isn't the game loading? Turned out um, I needed a graphics card. Had no idea what that was. So I did some research, went out and bought it, and suddenly it worked. And that was it. That was the thing that made me think, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I can't believe I just built something or put something together, made it better, and made my life better by doing it. So if I can do that for a living, sign me up. Brilliant. Okay. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, so this one was do everything possible to remember things about the people you meet. So remember their names, create conversation when you're talking with them, remember key points that they bring up. And then when you eventually meet them again, make that throwback to the earlier conversation. And that is going to yep. show them that you listen and that you care. Indeed. That, that's great advice. Yeah. That's a skill as well. That's oh, yeah. something that not, doesn't come naturally. Definitely. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Well, this one, this one drove me nuts. Um, you should stay put. You're good at this. It was the worst advice I'd ever received. You know, I was looking at changing um, industry. I was looking at changing 
types of roles in IT and it was just, no, stay put, you're good at this. Uh, I didn't take that advice and my life has completely changed as a result. Yep, absolutely, yes. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? I would have pushed myself to learn Python programming or programming in general, I should say, a long time ago as opposed to just, you know, four years ago. I would have done it a long time ago. Yeah. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So that's touching on what I mentioned before. But yeah, for me, it's growing the business. Now, this is the sort of, yet again, a bit of a career shift for me. Um, to grow the business, I need to learn the business management more. Like I'm talking about CEO type things like handling the finances, growing the business, um, you know, trying to takes me away from the tech a little bit, but it's super important so that I can not only grow us to have more coaches, but also allow us to support them as well, you know, and, and be able to ensure the future of the company. So all of that is a huge, <laughs> a huge objective. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is a risk there, isn't there, from, from your own perspective that you get pulled away more into doing those sort of administration type activities than the actual coding. Exactly. And that, that's actually where I'm at right now. So I have to make that concerted effort to stay technical. Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? So if you, if you haven't picked up on it by now, I'm huge on communication. So hands down, you even if you are a bit introverted, I know it's tough. But if you're looking for that success in your career, you need to know how to communicate. And that includes via email, pull request, via anything that you communicate with another person. Know how to do it effectively, especially if you're giving criticism. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? For me, it is to meet new people as often as possible. Uh, it's especially now with COVID, it is so easy to stagnate and get stuck in your own bubble. So I don't care what line of business they're from. I push to learn more and connect with as many people as possible. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? So many things. Um, so if we're not going to talk tech. I love to read. That was you know, something that I reckon is obvious, but exercising is a big thing for me at the moment. Uh, spending time with my kids, obviously. And one of the fun things we've just started doing that I love is we've been playing the Pokemon trading card game, which has been yes. a secret, yep. secret pleasure of mine. Uh, puzzles. I'm, you know, still learning the guitar, I'm learning Spanish so I can talk with Bob a little more effectively. <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> so yeah, just learning really growing that sort of stuff. Great. Okay. Uh, Julian, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Yes. So I think one of the biggest traps that we all fall into in our careers, especially when we're in larger companies, is being intimidated by title. When you see someone's job title and you see director or you might see the job level, and depending on the leveling role gauges in your company, it might be like an L5 or a manager 10 or something. They're just people too. In fact, if you think about it from a kid standpoint or a family standpoint, the kids don't care what their title is. They'll still ask them to wipe their butt on the toilet just like your own kids. So <laughs> that's exactly how I look at it. And at the end of the day, that makes it easy for me to engage with them. I'm not afraid to talk with them and ask for things and give them that feedback. 
That's, that's good advice. I think a lot of people can be intimidated by roles and, and sort of perceived experience, those sorts of things. And, and realistically, that we are all people. Um, exactly. Yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't happen, but it does. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate, but you know, we all started at the same place. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and finally, Julian, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? So I actually think I Googled myself the other day. and There's quite a lot out there, which is kind of scary. So don't Google me. But um, yeah, <laughs> you can look me up on Twitter at Julian Sequera. And also, if you head to our website, PyBytes, that's P-Y-B-I-T dot E-S, the Spanish domain, uh, you'll find information on us there and how to reach out to me and email me and all that sort of stuff. Great. Julian, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Phil, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having having me. It was definitely overdue. Hi, Phil here again. Just a final few words from me. Firstly, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their career tips, experiences and insights with us on the show today. As you probably know, there have been more than 200 guests on the show so far, and I'm continuing to try to attract new guests that can provide great insights to all of us. However, to enable me to do this, I need to ensure that the podcast continues to grow and reach an extended audience. And you can help me in doing this by subscribing to the show and providing a rating and review in whichever platform you listen to. Thanks again for your support. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.